Yeah. We need to up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked, right? He <laughs> <laughs> his eye socket off and his uh, eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you uh, glad we have that disclaimer? Uh, I'm glad, yes, yes, I'm, I'm, it's going to come in handy week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Voice Party Podcast. I'm here at the Palace of Fine Arts. Been here 33 years, never been here before. <laughs> in my whole life, lived here. Are but I got clean it? Not even to clean it, dog. And I'm here with one of my favorite comedians. What's up, man? Introduce yourself. What's up, fool? What's up? I'm JD over there. Marcos behind the mic, the camera. What's up, fool? Butch setting it up. I'm not doing the credits, bro. At the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a casting agent. <laughs> it's Felipe Esparza, man. Man. What's up, man? Hey, I'm a big fan of yours, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, man, for being a big fan. Hey, you know what? It's funny. I I've been doing this podcast for. Uh, what since two, 2019, and I saw an interview you did where you talk about how to do podcasts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I saw that, and I started using what you advised, dude. And I mean, our 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 viewership's grown since then. Yeah. What did you do? Well, maybe I could, I could, I could remember my own advice. <laughs> so the first thing you said is is uh oh yes yeah if you're gonna start a podcast try right now man you gotta record. Uh, Two months worth at least, man. You gotta record at least twelve episodes or seven, man, because it's gonna get tough to to keep this thing going and getting guests. So at least if you have seven already made, that gives you seven weeks yeah. to find a guest. Yeah, that's what we do. We record a whole month of episode, so we can drop every every week a new episode. And and uh, another thing you said is like, when you're a guest as a guest, like. With like, don't just say yes, no. Yeah. I used to do that, dude. Yes. Also, man, if you're gonna be a guest on a podcast, you gotta have very, very long answers, man. Like, you gotta know how to project. Like, you gotta know how to have long answers. Like, somebody asks you, "Hey, man, what's up, man?" Um, so you heard you're married, and then you say negative. That pretty much ends the conversation right there. You should, <laughs> you should just tell a story, bro. Like, yeah, I am married. Be a politician, bro. Like, like when they ask a politician, hey, man, I heard that the last president called your wife ugly. And then that person, instead of saying, yeah, he called my wife ugly, and he also said that my dad killed JFK, and he also said that my dad was uh, the fucking... Um, Horos, Zodiac killer. I couldn't find the word Zodiac. I couldn't say horoscope killer. That's a good one. <clears throat> but the Zodiac killer, right? But it's, killer? I almost said it. I almost said horoscope killer. But instead of, you know, like, he could have said no and then moved on. He said, let me talk about that, man. That's a very good question. That, we're in San Francisco. The horoscope yeah. Zodiac killer. Let me talk about that. That's a very good question. You know, when I was running against that president, you know, we were both throwing slime at each other. At the end of the day, we have to come together as a team and support for the party. I'm like, nah, motherfucker. He called your ugly-ass wife but ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be Cuban, bro. You're supposed to be Cuban? I, I'm sorry, man. I don't know any Cuban that'll let that go. Especially, like, fuck, your wife. Do that shit to my girlfriend, you know? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, man. Like, if you make fun of my girlfriend, man, first of all, I hope they don't know that's my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, so you, you've been coming here to the Bay for a long time. First time I came to see you in the Bay was like 2014, 2013, but you've been coming to the Bay. I heard you say in the podcast that like one of your first shows out here was in Berkeley, right? Yes. Oh, man. My first ever, ever college show was here in Berkeley. I came here with another comedian, um, Jeff Garcia. We got booked by a guy named Killer. He was a college student. Actually, his girlfriend was a college student in Berkeley, and he was going to a community college in Berkeley. I don't even know what community college. But he books us to do a comedy show, man, and it was like a hell gig. Like, we drove ourselves there, and I didn't even ask, do you guys have a hotel? <laughs> and um, we got paid cash, a check. But um, it was, man, it was a hell gig, dude. Like, after, there was no microphone. There was le, they gave us a little lapel. Lapel yeah. Wait, do you remember where in Berkeley? Inside the college. Inside the college? Yeah. Uh, like, like one of those administrative buildings where the teacher teaches. Yeah. Or the, what, I don't know what they call him, the professor. Yeah, professor. I, I I didn't go to college, so I don't know what to call him, to be honest. <laughs> hey, no. What what's I I am curious, like as a as a as a you know as a fan, like what what's one of your favorite places to to come out here? Because I know you're vegan. You're still vegan, right? Yes. What's one of your favorite places to come out here in the Bay to eat? Oh man, to to here in here in the Bay, I like to eat in Oakland at the Vegan Mob. Oh. It's a bar, vegan barbecue. Uh, we just went there and we had a vegan brisket and vegan fried shrimp. They also have like um, different types of vegan Filipino food. Yeah, yeah. So they have like a, this whole vegan garlic pasta with, with lumpias. What's that called? What's that called? There's a name for it. Uh, they have a food's ham. Yeah. The little yeah. egg rolls, but, yeah. they're, but they're made with like this fake um, this fake devil food ham that tastes like um, tastes like ham. Yeah, like spam. Spam. Yeah, man. I've had that too. It's weird because it's it feels like you're you're actually eating because I, I some sometimes I eat vegan too, yeah. and I I went to my first vegan spot because of you, Flacos Tacos. It's good, right? Flacos Tacos. Yeah, Flacos Tacos. Yeah. Well, what it, what it is that um they some some people they use Beyond Meat and Beyond Meat tastes like well cooked cat food. Yeah. I gotta. I also gotta ask you that. Uh, um, like, I asked this uh, to some comics, you know, recently that I'd, I've been doing interviews, and like, someone at your level, man. I gotta ask you this, like, because I know you grew up in Boyle Heights. Yes. And I, I guess this is like a, a a question I have. Like, you know, I do stand up comedy too, and grew up in Richmond. Like we talked last time we met. How much did that affect your comedy? Oh man. Um I grew up in the housing projects of Pico Aliso, Aliso Pico, Pico Gardens housing projects. Yeah. If you guys ever seen Blood In, Blood Out, if you, if you know the movie well. It's Latino, right? No, yeah, I live far from there. Um, I live um, when there's a, there's a scene in the movie where, where uh, Miklo is hanging out with his mom in the projects right before they go to um, Crucito's house. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, she's getting, putting on makeup and whatever, right? Yeah. She said, you better go to school. I'm going to lose my welfare. Beto, Beto is going to be waiting for me. Yeah. That, um, where she, where they, where his mom lives, yeah. that's my neighborhood. Like, oh. I know where that lives. And that neighborhood and that house has been, has been in like three movies. It's been in um, Boulevard Nights. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's where the main actor's girlfriend lived. I remember. And um, also in a, in a movie with John Travolta called White Man's Burden, where um, oh, yeah. in that movie, b black people, African-Americans, they're the elite people, and white people are like the the bottom of the lower bottoms. You know, they're like, they're like pretty much, they're, they're like what white people are in South Africa, like the lowest in that movie. In South Africa? Well, in, in South Africa, yeah, if you're like, um, it's a, well, I know that it's a black nation and you, it, it, like to be part of that nation, you gotta like not claim that you're white. Like you gotta, even though you're white, you can't be white. Oh, that's sure. what I read. It could be wrong, but you know what? A lot of, a lot of podcasters are wrong. I think that sometimes, the, you know, the truth gets in the way of a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no. or, like, or like George Costanza from Seinfeld says, it's not a lie if you believe it. Damn. That's a, that's a great line. That's a... <laughs> Hey, um, I like I grew up watching a lot of Cantiflas because of my dad. For you, what, what's some of the first uh, like things you you watched growing up that that like I guess you could say inspired you or, or just you really like like as far as like did you grow up watching Polo Polo, Chespirito, Cantiflas, any of that? Well, my my first language is Spanish, so um, my whole family we used to like we let's uh, we were like uh, the uh, the Mexican American family because. Um, you know, some family they will get together and watch like Happy Days or, or whatever shows on Dukes of Hazard. I love Lucy. We used to get together and watch Spanish shows. Like we used to watch a show, a sketch comedy show. It was like it was called Los, Los Poli Voces, and there were these two guys, and they would do characters. Man, like uh, they had like it was like Saturday Night Live in Spanish, but I'll say that it was better than Saturday Night Live because there was only like, two guys. And they did all the characters. And they did all the characters and their makeup and all makeup, that, right? Makeup, bro. They would, yeah. they would dress up like two women. They would dress up like two drunk guys. They would dress up like two Mex Mexican dudes on the side of the freeway with, with cowboy hats. You know, like the, like the typical picture of that Mexican man sleeping on the cactus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these guys had the same hat, and they will just sit at the no. They will sit on the street, bagging on pools, going, ooh. <laughs> And also um, Chet Perito, and yeah. also there was a, a a show called Carabina de Ambrosio, oh, like the Ambrosia Caravan. It was a Spanish show. It was all sketches, and there was a like there was a show about um, there was a, the, the, that show Carabina de Ambrosio was done with kids later on, like. The kid, there was, a, there was a kid version variety show where they impersonated yeah. adults, and it was called Chiquilladas. Was that in the, Ooh, that, that was in, the in the 90s or the era? 90s, 90s. 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 Well, on that same note about, like, Spanish comedy, uh, I know you, you did one of your specials in Spanish. Are you working on, I asked you as off camera, are you working on doing more stand, Spanish stand-up? I'm going to the Montreal Comedy Festival, and I'm going to do a Spanish show over there with Carlos Vallarta. So I gotta practice my Spanish. Tu sabes, me entiendes? Tu sabes. How, how, is, how is that, uh, like for you, translating your, your comedy from Spanish to English? Because I'm sure you know a lot of like sayings and jokes in Spanish that like it's funny, but it doesn't translate well to English. Yeah, um, a lot of the jokes did not translate in English only because the play on words is not the same word as in, English, in Spanish as in English. Plus also I was saying the wrong word, the words, that don't then 
don't make sense in Spanish. So I had to go to Mexico to learn how to speak better Spanish and do better comedy in Spanish. Are you planning on, like, in the future, maybe a tour in Latin America? Maybe, man. Maybe. I, it'll probably be a, I want a tour, but not tour where, like, with me headlining in Mexico or um, anywhere else. I probably want to go with, like, a bigger comedian that does Spanish and be, like, a part of an ensemble show where we're all doing Spanish and I only could do 20 minutes. That's that, that's the that's the goal. I, that's one thing I'm trying to do is, is do a Spanish set because I know there's like a there's a there's an audience for it right here. Not even just in Mexico, but just here in like in California. Yeah, um, I interviewed a comedian. His name is Edward or Eddie something. You remember his last name? He does stand up comedy in New Zealand, but in Spanish. Oh shit! Eddie Rivera. Eddie Rivera. Shout out to Eddie Rivera. You should interview him, bro. Get him on Zoom. From Mexico City, he does stand up in Spanish in New Zealand, right? Wow. Yeah, and I have another homie who does um, that. Fool, that fool grew up in the hood, but he he, um, he does stand up in French, right? El Osito, yeah. Nelsoncito. 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 That fool. He grew up in like an alley and. He grew up, he learned how to speak French and he teaches English in France. Man, that's that's uh that's always crazy to me because I see like Franco Escamilla goes to do stand up in Japan. Like there's a it's crazy that there's like, you know, an audience out there. Well you, you gotta go somewhere where nobody knows you're doing other people's jokes. Eh? <laughs> Ping Ping Pow Oh good punch. Damn, um <laughs> It's crazy how they do like the, uh, what country is it where they do the, the whole cholo culture? Yeah. In Japan, Japan. Yeah, in Japan being a cholo is like being goth. <laughs> being goth over there, bro. Like that, like that fool right here. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, that, I remember the first time, I didn't even know what a goth person was, bro. In seventh grade, this girl comes in dressed in black, like a fat Mary Poppins, bro. And uh, she had an umbrella, it's black. I told her, who died? She said, your mom. <laughs> and the whole crowd laughed, bro. Oh, shit. She got me good, that dark, <laughs> that dark bitch. <laughs> What's uh? I I I don't know. I mean, I want I only got a few questions for you. I don't want to take too much of your time, bro. But uh, what's what's one of the craziest experiences you've had on the road your whole like your whole uh, career? Well, um, sober. You know, there's there's if you if you get into something crazy when you're sober, it's because man, you are looking for trouble, man. So. I, <laughs> I swear to God, man, if you're doing, if you're up to some nefarious shit and you're sober, man, you should go to prison, man, because cause, cause nothing really happens when you're sober, man. You, what, do you, what do you say? Oh, bro, I went home and I listened to my set and I watched Forensic Files. <laughs> I did 10 push-ups, counted 300 and fell asleep. No, but craziest, um, I was working on the road with somebody once in Oxnard and I went up, I, went, I don't know where I was. I went upstairs to take a dump. And I'm one of those people that, I don't know why, but I, should, I shouldn't be doing this. But when I sit down, you know, you know how some people just gently sit down? Yeah. I fucking fall down, bro. Like, I just, 
crashed down in a chair. Oh, right? Or I, or I, sometimes, you know, I, I crashed down in a chair. Like I sit like like that. So I came, I came down in that toilet and the toilet broke. And all the, all the fucking... Jeez. So water to, or just water, water? It was water. It was water. I mean, it was dark. I don't know. And then I remember went downstairs and I went to the headliner. Man, can you use the restroom? Mine is flooded. <laughs> I just uh, I just saw you in the. I mean, I saw you a while back, but in the movie uh, um, You People. Uh, how, how was that experience being in that movie? And it was great, man. Cause man, let me tell you, right, you're a young comic right here, man. I've been doing this for like twenty something years now, and yeah. and I'm not famous yet, but I'm nice. People remember me for being nice. People remember me for being cool and hooking them up back in the days. So sometimes, man, people remember me. At, or I've been I've been in a lot of dishes where I didn't get the part, but I sold the casting director coke in the past or weed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not Joe Diaz, cocksucker. No, no. But I, I, I did something, you know, like I made them laugh or they remembered me. So um, when they were booking that movie, um, you people, they, I got a call, man, and they said, Felipe, um, is Felipe available? Oh. They just oh. put you in it, right? Yes. Um, no, no, no. They were, oh, yes. Oh, man. Before you people came along with Eddie Murphy, I was um, getting calls for, they were calling me, are you available to do Blue Beetle, right? Blue oh, Beetle? Oh, shit. Are you available to do Blue Beetle? And I said, hell yeah. So <clears throat> I really had the dates and shit, bro. What's up, bro? We did this last year. Oh, yeah. You remember, huh? Can, can, can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I? I don't remember, but he was telling me. Can I show this? Yeah, it was two years ago, right? Yeah, last year. No, last year. Last, last year. year. I forever. Yep. What's your name again? Linda Sugar tits. Sugar tits. That's right. Sugar tits. I'm wearing Mexican. Wait, wait. Say your names again. That's sugar tits. Sugar tits. You just wanted to hear him say sugar tits again, didn't you? This is a special moment right here, bro. Because he did this last year. I'm sure he did this last year. <laughs> it's a special moment. <laughs> Thank you for keeping the tradition. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. This is like a serenade, bro. Oh, yeah. You're having yeah, sugar tits. Yeah. people later? No, we don't. Oh, shit. You're going to give me mine? No, we don't want to Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes do live forever. I'm like 200 years old. Get him the VIP after the show, yeah? What? Get him the VIP. Uh, make sure you do. <laughs> Dude, that's how you score points. Make sure you reach out to me. I'll hey, you want me to get some VIP? You want me to, okay? Not yet, right? Nah. If you don't see me during the show, like, grab me on the oh, side, yeah. running up. That's, that's dope, Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I only got a few more. I just... Uh, 408. So, um... This we just we just witnessed right here. This is dope. This is awesome. This is what I'm gonna ask you, man. Cause like as a young comic, you know, how how does it feel, dude, to have like a place like this filled with people that know you from something that you, man. I used to give away tickets, man. People didn't come in the past. I used to pass out tickets at the at the bonds. I used to pass out tickets at bonds, bro. I used to give out. I used to have a stack of tickets all the time for Latino Night, the Laugh Factory. And I will meet people and I'll just, here's some tickets, bro. Here's some tickets. 
and maybe they'll come. <clears throat> I remember head, like, doing headlining, bro, there were like only like 10 people there. But now with social media, man, people. That's one thing I, I, I like if, if I would have did comedy, like if I would have started comedy in, um, what year is this? 2023. All right. If I would have started comedy in 2019, for example. No, 2018. Before the pandemic. Yeah. If I would started 2018, there was no pandemic. And I, was, and I would have been, what, 27? I would have, I would have uh, went viral for sure. I know I would have. Because a lot of, when I did my first, my, when I did my first, um, TV credit back in the days, um, people were, were starting to recognize me, but they only saw me on TV because they only they would show it on TV once and then it would fucking disappear. Yeah, because you couldn't keep yeah, watching they, the video. There was no reshowing it on Hulu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it took me like, what, what takes somebody, what, what took me 20 years to get here, it takes somebody only like two years now. With like, especially like when they blow up on TikTok. Yeah, it just takes two years. So when somebody tells me for what kind of advice can you give me? Well, bro, I could give you advice that help me, but it ain't gonna help you because yeah. because there's it's a different world. Man, there's social media right now. I will say that um, right now, write the best four minutes of your life, like the best four minutes of comedy, because that's how you, that's how you need to be on a Tonight Show. It's four and a half, five. Yeah. And um, if you just write the best five and throw it out to the universe, hopefully it'll go viral. I, last thing before I, I go, man, first of all, I appreciate you. I'm a big fan, and uh, a lot of our listeners are big fans of yours, too. Yeah, and man. a lot of them are young, either younger comics or younger musicians. Yeah. And just as a performer, man, any last words of advice or any last words of wisdom you got for our listeners? Fuck off, man. Stay out of this business if you don't have the heart, bro. Like, like if, you're, if, you're, if your feelings get hurt right away, this ain't for you, man. <laughs> but, if you wanna, but if you're one of those persons that seeks gratification for the least amount of work, this is your job. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, you, if you're doing this, because if you're doing this only because you... you, you you, you, you feed off the gratification and Lights. compliments of strangers, this is your job. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you're one of those people that your dad trying to find you a job and you realize, what the fuck am I doing here? This is your job. Man, I don't care if you have a, I don't care if you have a, a job from nine to five or 10 to seven. If you can find time to do stand-up in between your 40-hour shift, like a five, four, three sets a week, and um, get on good television, good good shows, bro. Like if you could do a one nighter, even if you go out on the road for one night a month, it was your regular job, man. I'm pretty sure it's, your, your your life will be complete because to be part of this stand-up comedy community is like being part of this big gang, bro. It's like now you belong. It's like Goodfellas, bro. Because hey, no matter where you go, man. Like no matter where you go as a stand-up comedian, you're a, you're a friend of ours. I don't care if you hang if you see a comic hanging out with his wife and kids somewhere on vacation, and if that comic finds out that there's a comedy show over there, he will leave his family to go hang out with an open micer for five minutes. 
Because that's why we are, bro. We're one big family, bro. Man, that's the way to, that's a great send off, bro. That, Felipe. Can we do a guest spot tonight? I would love to. All right, you got it. Thank you, man. This yeah. part of the family. Thank you, man. Hey, that's been the voice party. We're out. What's up, fool? Check out my podcast. What's up, fool? Podcast. And I have a podcast with, turn it over there to that fat fool, that, that cool fool over there. Bigfoot. We have a uh, history for fools. We have an episode coming out in two, every, starting next week on May 19th. No. Yeah, I think that's what I saw. Uh, yeah. Right on, man. Hey, uh, you want to find the date? We'll post this. Uh, well, next, this Sunday. Next, 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 next Sunday. Tune in next Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah. To uh, uh, history for fools. All right, that's been the voice party. Thank you. Mm-hmm.